Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, radio. For those who don't know, Radio Hotler. Thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotler. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. It is nice to have couches, that's definitely very good. <laughs> G'day viewers, really episode like 120 of Radio Hot Lap. We're back at Radio Hot Lap Central, the world headquarters, and it's back to the good old roots of Radio Hot Lap. After we had the discussion, JP, last week. We did. Indeed we did. And um, there and was a just... concurrence from the folks this week who actually rang and said, look, I think uh, I've intruded a little bit too much, perhaps, in, in his own. I don't think he's intruded. He no, just I can't shut him up once he gets started. That's the problem. That is quite quite the case. And uh, we uh, we love him to death. We do. No, not to death. No. But um, we've agreed to have him on the show once a month. So that's yeah. where we're at, viewers. It's back to the regular format. It is. And on that basis, what are you drinking? How are you, Rusty Sausage? <laughs> where is the dog? The dog just doesn't appeared. know where... The dog's just done a run. The, jocks, the dog doesn't know where to What's this couch Because... You know, there's been, there's been, not, not, well, there's, there's not been a, a few changes at, at Radio Hotlap World Headquarters. Not a Bruce Vegas replacement. No, 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 no. But Jasmine's turned up. A flatmate or a housemate or whatever, and she's just taken over. She's actually done a fogs in the house and taken over, totally. She's <laughs> <laughs> got furniture everywhere. The day before I went to Denmark, she rang and said, look, I, I forgot to tell you I have an antique clawfoot bath arriving. Could you put it in the basement? And I went, well, I'm not going to put it in the basement. The, you know, the, the removals men can do that. Yeah, but I'm going to be the one who's going to have to pull it out. And what do you want to have, what do you want to have a bath in the basement for? Mind you, it's actually quite a nice concept of having a bath in the basement. Well, it is, but, but it's, it's got, got running water and <laughs> drainage. <laughs> uh, so, Jay, what are you? how are you? I'm very good, thank you, Johnny. <laughs> G'day, viewers. Um, so, what are you drinking? Uh, tonight. I'm having a, uh, a glass of the Parade Cellars 06 Barossa Shiraz. It's a uh, clean skin, but mate, it's a $14 clean skin, and that means it's yeah. pretty good. As that a means clean it's probably a $25 wine if it had a label on it. But, you know, down here, we've we got glass. blinkers on. Yeah, well, we're spoiled down here, no doubt about it. How about yourself? Yeah, I'm on the uh, Cooper's Light, thank you very much. But what have you Driving brought? later on. But I bought a uh, nice bottle of uh, 03 Tatachilla Merlot. Straight Merlot. Don't usually get into Merlot, straight Merlots very often. But um, it's quite a goodie. And uh, I had it once before. And I thought, well, tonight's the night we'll get knock that one over. More of a fan of the gay Merlots, like Mark Webber, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> the game Merlots. Hard to know. Uh, very hard to know, and I don't think we should go there. We're, we're not. Well, <laughs> I mean, like, I'm speaking in lively Merlots. <laughs> yeah, very lively. Speaking yeah, of yeah. lively Merlots, spoke to Rob Sherrard this week. Uh, oh, right. It, yeah, Robbie's uh, just was just got off a plane. Um, in on, where from, is he now? From New York. Oh, yeah. Spent uh, a week at uh, the top suite at the Waldorf Astoria, <laughs> and um, unfortunately, found out that he'd. Uh, like, I knew. 
broken up with his with his wife of 20 years senior. But he said, Is that right? Can't be can't be labouring myself over that. Can't be running around miserable. No. So I'm sure he's found. So <laughs> let's go out and spend some money and stay in the top <laughs> well, floor. He's he spending money because yeah. he was over there with Glenn Code, <laughs> the, sh- the butler. He took Glenn to carry his bags and his obviously. son, <laughs> and is racing the Sauber, mm-hmm. uh, the Sauber C9 this weekend at Silverstone. So I wish him all the best with that. Certainly hope he doesn't Absolutely. Doesn't, doesn't crash it and hurt himself. Uh, especially, don't crash it. No, just don't crash well, it. That's it. My stuff is because Glen Code wouldn't be able to polish out the dents. And he's head. <laughs> yeah, or anything. He wanted to catch up with Lars. He said, we've got a lot in common. I said, well, but, well not really. You don't have any hair. He goes, that, <laughs> mate, I can, get wo- I can get working with the suit much earlier in the day than I <laughs> So um, I think he's going up to Copenhagen. He's got some friends coming up. Said, anyway, oh, right. nice to hear from Robbie out of the blue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, half an hour on the phone and blah, blah, blah. Very good. So what's been happening, son? What do you reckon? Well, since last week, actually had a very pretty busy week. Yeah, putting well, your stuff together. Finally, got you relaunched your power yes, on with poweronsolutions.com.au. Poweron.com.au, should I say, with your yep. four divisions of retail, professional infrastructure, and service. That's with, right. Which features Rusty Sausage. It does. Features Rusty Sausage on more than one page, in fact. And the last day I've been spending time in video land. Haven't been doing that for a while. Putting together a three minute. Uh, uh, Invitational DVD for Maranello Motorsport out of Melbourne a for DVD. their August 18 Sandown uh, Drive. Day. That's right. Keep dropping those. Yeah, that's right. Well, if you put them on your nose, they couldn't fall off. Then you'd be all right. Yes, pretty happy with the. Uh, What's happening? It's good. The, it looks good. He I showed it to me earlier, viewers, and I'm sure. Will it be up on the Maranello Motorsports website for the uh, viewers to check out later no. on? No. Okay. Not yet. No, you don't need to later. see it. All right. Okay. But we'll keep you posted, viewers. If it is, if it does well, go it's up, it's not there, final yet, so it hasn't gone up. You'll be able to see it. And Johnny will be a star because it looks great. I've got to tell you. There's a bit of a sniff in the kitchen. In fact, it's great it not to have a, a night out. It's great to have a night in. We're actually eating in tonight, viewers. Johnny's got this beautiful bit. Well, it looks beautiful anyway. A pork loin rolled up nicely by the local butcher. Well, it wasn't a local butcher. I went up to Foodland. Foodland? Uh, and um, I would have normally gone and bought the meat from Feast, but it's packaged, you know, it's cryovac and it's very, very high quality. But at $20 a kilo, I thought, hang on a minute. You know, I can't say the size I want. Yep. So I went over to Foodland, and their meat's pretty good, but it's more their, their butchers are actually accessible. I poked my head in the door there, and it was like half past four, and the young guy said, can I help you? I said, well, is there any chance you could do me a pork loin? Because mm. uh, I'm a bit unsure like, what you've got there that's pork, boneless pork leg. Is it the same? No, no. I can, I can make you one up right now. How Fantastic. many people are coming for dinner? I said, three people for dinner. So would you like to stuff it with anything? Because if you want, I, I can go and get some herbs and, and put it in. You know, we just add it on the bill. Very, very oh, pleasant. And, and, really, and a young guy too, like yeah. 18, 19, apprentice. <clears throat> um, and I said, can you cut the skin off? Oh yes, yeah, so I didn't want when any. we do the crunch o rama later Absolutely. on. Absolutely, didn't want any filling. Yep. And he put it together, well, three people, it's a foot long. <laughs> foot long pork loin. Those butchers. From a big pig. So we've had to slice a bit off, <laughs> slice 35 whack that off, in the freezer. and put it in there with some, oh, mate, there's some sensational stuff in there. You can smell it from here, yeah. Again. Garlic. What garlic you got? Uh, Mexican. Mexican garlic. Yeah, this is the Fully time of year you can get rare, rare raw garlic and slice the whole thing through the middle. It doesn't fracture like that cheap 
Chinese Chinese stuff you get in the little. (laughs) How did I know you were going to say that? (laughs) Anyway, let's get on. It's going to be a great movie. Talking of Chinese stuff, even though we're not on tech talk yet. There's been a death in China. There has been a death in China. Well, uh, fairly controversial death in China too. Yeah, I think Apple's gone probably, um, you know, one step too far with keeping, you know, that the lid on what's going on with their technology and, and, a, and a poor young bloke there who's just incidentally just out of university, son Dangyong, a 25 year old, was uh, entrusted with managing the uh, iPhone prototypes. Uh, he worked for a company called Foxconn in, in, in Shenzhen. Oh yeah, and Foxconn do all of that sort of work for Apple with the, all the uh, bits and pieces and components for iPhone. Well, he uh, booked 16 of these devices out on 16. July 9, uh, obviously, probably for legitimate reasons. But within a couple of days, uh, he noticed that one was missing. He was very stressed about it, reported the device missing on July 13. Well, um, uh, after that, uh, he was under interrogation from people within the company. Um, and this is front page news around the world today, I'll tell you, on, yeah. uh, on Wednesday. Right. the 22nd of July, um, that uh, he had been interrogated and heavy-handed with a heavy-handed approach from his uh, his bosses about it, and like it was just terrified. Well, well, two days later, three days later, yeah, he jumped out of his bedroom window with closed-circuit TV coverage at 3:30 a.m. <laughs> to his death. Well, great. How high up was he? High Obviously up. high enough. One of the workers said, uh, who is, uh, didn't want to be named. Of course. With us, of course. Uh, it's like <laughs> yeah. being in the army. He knew we they make you stand still for hours there. If you don't deliver, you know, then you're punished longer. 15 hour days and ruled by fists with iron bosses. Is that right? If you can do Yoda speak and work that out. <laughs> Well, obviously, Apple is very distraught <coughs> about the issue, and uh, they said they're well, going not, to be looking into the matter. It's not good publicity for them, is it? But then you've got to remember that the Oriental culture, he was either told that he needed to save face and do the honourable thing, or he decided in his own head that the only way out of this was to save face and do the honourable thing. And uh, unfortunately, the honourable thing over there often means um, you don't live. You're listening to Radio Hot Lap. You are. That light-hearted, cool, gadget technology (laughs) business company, which has very little to do with motor racing this episode. Well, no, we've got motor racing stuff too. We didn't do our little tagline. We didn't, but that's all right. We're on a back to the roots version. We've got the reverse. Just into it. us, isn't it? It is. With no apologies whatsoever. No apologies at all. But that's that's pretty um, it's pretty worrying stuff, and I suppose you know, people, we can't be under the in any illusion here is that the volume of iPods coming out of um, of China, China, you know, lately, and then in fact, since we're talking about that, 10.2 million iPods uh, were sold in the last quarter, actually down seven percent. Yeah. JP, you're in the in the in the retail business, probably yep. not selling so much um, um, iPods, but how did they deal with Macs? Yeah, Macs were fine. Macs, I think Macs went up by about 4%. So uh, that's not a problem, I think. But something around about the 2.5 million mark or something. So, uh, no, Macs are okay. I mean, and the thing with iPods going down, iPods went down by about 7%. 
but you've got to remember the take-up rate of iPhones, which can do the same job that the iPod does, was up six six hundred odd percent, I think. That's obviously because people are providing tethering now, and that's really enabling them. Yeah, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of tethering going on. And uh, hello to uh, Michael Zukanovic, who uh, actually rang me today to ask exact, about exactly that. Well, what time did he ring you? Because he rang me as well. He probably rang you because he couldn't get hold of me because I was in a meeting, and then I he rang was him back. Grilling me, and I've given him that. I've yep. given him. I given told him, him the... he needed the 3GS, and I told him that the plan on Vodafone that he w- went on should be the one that where he gets tethering, so he can use it as a modem for his laptop. Absolutely, and, and with so one and a half. And billion billion Marcus, because we know you listen. Hello, mate. One and a half billion apps downloaded Unbelievable. so far. I mean, it's not surprising that you know that Apple has created um, a profit of one point two three billion dollars on a revenue of um, what was the JP? Now you had those figure earlier. Oh, I think it's about eight point three, eight point three five, somewhere around there. Yeah, billion so, dollars. Yeah, and it's, the uh, up, share up, price up, was up, up, up a couple, couple above of, couple expectations of between thirty three up to thirty four or something like that. Yeah, somewhere around there. Um, and they reckon that the uh, the shares, the dividend was expected to be a dollar. I think it was a dollar fifteen, and it's actually a dollar seventeen or a dollar eighteen. So uh, all the analysts were quite surprised that they'd actually uh, managed to grow it that much. Well, that's it for tech time for now. <laughs> for now. For now. <laughs> Until for now. we do tech time. Mark two later on. Absolutely. What do you got for us, son? Well. The big news today, if you just haven't been listening to the mainstream media, who have touched on it a little bit, but not that much, is that uh, a certain Mr. Ben Collins is coming out. Alias, or unconfirmed alias, the Stig. Well, he's unconfirmed alias. He was outed by the Pommy newspapers back can't in can't be confirming. March or whatever. So no one's confirming. But yes, he is supposedly the Stig. And um, he's coming out to uh, race in the Enduros with Nathan Pretty. Um, and he's going to be running for the Kelly operation. That's it, exactly. And he's going to drive the number 15 Jack Daniels Commodore. Well, Nathan Pretty, a winner of the Bathurst uh, 24 hour race back in 2003, yeah. um, will, uh, will, will, with Brocky, in fact. Um, good old Brocky. Um, <laughs> yeah. Be yeah. A, handy, uh, a handy hand to show him a run around the mountain. And of course, well, it will be. when the BIMF, or as the as it was known, the Baptist International Motorsport Festival. I'm sorry, viewers, but the bloody dog, you're getting up there. Yeah, if, if you think that Hardy suddenly got far away, it's no, because he's trying to organise the dog on the couch. There's, there's couch so, issues with Jasmine. And um, it's brand new couch has been... Well, there you go. Jasmine. So anyway, no, he's, he's, a pretty, uh, he's a pretty handy driver. He's Who got is? a big... Uh, is that, that's suitable, Collins. isn't it? What? He's pretty... And he's handy. And he's paired up <laughs> a with pretty a pretty handy. Blade. Yeah, all right. Okay. He didn't see that coming. Yeah, no, I didn't. But he's done Formula Vauxhall, International Formula 3, Indy Lights, GTs and World Sports Cars. And um, so, yeah, he's, he's definitely got the credentials. Uh, he drove, a, I think he drove, a, was it a toll when he came out earlier this year at Winton? Because uh, he came over and did a show for some uh, Pommy... Uh, it was Autosport, I think, Pommy Mag, um, and drove the uh, HRT Commodore. And so, yeah, there you go, big news. And um, I think he's, well, from the little bit that I've read so far today, um, he said Phillip Island and Bathurst, the two circuits that every racing driver would love to drive on, and now he's got the opportunity. So, that's yeah, very good. 
Look, you can't confirm or deny that he is a stig, and that's really the issue. So that well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. People can finger point as long as he doesn't say anything. Well, I mean, the funny thing about it is everybody's I mean, an R in whether he is or he isn't the stig. The BBC just refu- refused to confirm it. Um, the British newspapers came out with it back in, I don't know, it was March, January, wherever, somewhere around early in the year. Um, but, you know, at least it's a bit more sensible than that stupid stunt they pulled on Top Gear UK a few weeks back, apparently, when they outed Michael Schumacher as the stig. Ha-ha. You know, that's, uh, that's completely silly. And, and in fact, you know, the stick should be unknown because, therefore, it, there's no frame of reference, is there? Exactly as right. As soon as you go and find out who the, who the person is, then they will be going back in the records like, okay, what's their driving career? What have they done? Yep. What are they, can they achieve? Pick and them then, to bits. Okay, blah, blah, blah. How can we compare them to someone else? So yep. I think it's a perfectly sensible strategy yep. for them to do that. Well, I think it's a good idea too. And so, uh, yeah, so that's basically that. Now, Formula One news, interestingly, uh, Damon Hill's come out apparently. And, um, is, he, is he, well, as gay as well? <laughs> no, not come out that way. He's come out and had a whinge at Bernie's English. Because, viewers, if you were watching the British Grand Prix a few weeks back, you would have heard all the blurb about this is Silverstone's final race. Next year, the British Grand Prix is going to move to Donington. Blah, blah, blah. And um, now Bernie Eccleston has suggested that maybe Silverstone and Donington Park will rotate the British Grand Prix one year after another. And apparently, uh, Damon Hill, who's the president of the British Racing Drivers Club, the BRDC, has um, spat the dummy and said, no, you can't say that, because apparently um, Donington... From a great height. (laughs) Donington is uh, not looking the goods at the moment. Um, They don't reckon it's going to get its act together. And there's been... (laughs) And there's been... um, Lots of rumours that the guy at the BRDC are going to spend a bucket load of money on Silverstone and improve the track. So um, I think Damon Hill's basically saying, well, don't be stupid. If we spend this money, Silverstone's going to basically be the track to go to. Why would you change and why would we rotate with Donington? So uh, that's all very, very interesting. So despite all of the uh, hoo-ha about this is the last time the Formula One's ever going to be at Silverstone, uh, that may not be the case. JP, I think the, the viewers, uh, and I would also like to um, just you know, give you a bit of a pat on the back for the huge amount of work I can see that you've done, relatively, relatively. relatively. <laughs> uh, episodes of actually you do a bit of research. And, you know, I can have a bit of a, a relaxo vue to cook you a lovely meal. Oh, oh, right. I'm glad you're happy about that. Now, let's go on to something else which you actually broke to me the other day and I was absolutely gobsmacked over, and that's John Surtix and his son Henry. Yeah, very very unfortunate accident uh, in Jonathan Palmer's uh, Formula 2 run. um, uh, The new feeder category, not that we we need another feeder category because we've been confused about GP2 and all that. On an earlier show, viewers, if you uh, care to go there. Yeah, the Williams, uh, Williams... engineered Formula 2 cars were having a, um, a run at uh, Silverstone and... No, it was uh, Brands Hatch. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> you knew it was Pommy Track. <laughs> I couldn't remember which one it was. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, the youngster? Yes, 18 he was. The youngster, 18, was uh, hit by an errant wheel 
that had flown through the air from a crash in front of him and, uh, and uh, he was killed. Uh, very sad having won his first podium the day before and yeah. taken pole in Bruno in che Czechoslovakia earlier in the season. Now, isn't it, yep, JP, do you know, you know what it's like, dogs are like with newspapers? Yes. They want to sit on your newspaper. Yep. Here we've got a new couch. And a nice going, blanket. And she's going, I'm not going to sit on the nice blanket. I'm just going to squeeze myself off and just slyly so ease on to the new couch. Pull back in line here. Sorry, viewers. Uh, but the, the dog needs to be uh, chastised, viewers. Yeah. So, um, for those of you who don't, who don't, who aren't aware of who John Surtees is, I mean Henry was his son. Uh, John Surtees was in fact the uh, 1964 World Formula One champion. He was indeed, but he wasn't just the World Formula One champion. No, he was. He not. was a World Motorcycle champion prior to that, and he was. Um, one of, I think, is he the only man or only the second? Few have made changeovers They've made the at transition. that level. Yeah. Johnny Shikotto um, had uh, won uh, in very, 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 very well in motorcycle Grand Prix racing, moving into touring cars, um, as Barry Sheen had. But none true. of the success at the highest level. Perhaps you want to also think of Nigel Mansell, despite living on the Isle of Man, never actually doing a race but was able to transition from Formula One to win the IndyCar Championship in a rookie season. True. But no one had done the two to four wheel um, transition so successfully as John right. Surtees. And I'm going to go out on a limb, viewers, and suggest that there will be another one soon. And that will be Valentino Rossi. Oh, Hardy. That's big, big statement. Now we're talking just a transition. He's uh, you're one, not talking about him killing himself. He's, no, he's one. Oh, that's no, all right. Of not. He's one no. as, more, well, as you many said there'll Formula be another one soon. I'm thinking. Oh, well, that's no, not very no, nice. He's made an, as many Formula One uh, championship you know wins yes. as Michael Schumacher in MotoGP or, or, or 500cc that he started in in two strokes and transitioned to four. You've seen that he's tested Formula One. He's yeah. been quite successful in WRC, and he has a passion for four wheel. Racing. I don't believe that he will do Formula One, but I believe he will end up being a very successful sports car racer. Okay. Well, I think, yeah, uh, realistically, I mean, yes, he's tried Doesn't out... where everyone goes to... Well, he's tried out finish. Formula One, but, yeah, he's, his age is against him. He, you know, I mean, he's, he's getting old as a motorcyclist, let alone to slip into Formula One with all those young guns. So, you know, there you go. Well, now, while we're on Formula One news, is Weber going to start Red Bull? Well, who knows? But, you know, if the money's there, I suppose he will. It seems to be all going pretty good at the moment. Depends on the politics. have to say thanks to Auto Action for sending through uh, their, their latest, up the latest issue. Button. And it's very nice. Issue 1349 with a little bit of gold trim. Oh, victory yeah, victory edition. edition. Victory oh, edition nice. on it. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, was uh, bundled with a copy of Blaze magazine. Blaze? Really? I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> okay, I got it. Yeah, all right. <laughs> what page was it inserted, the blaze? Where did it fall out from between? Look, JP, <laughs> I'm just giving you some tips. You know. See, Alan Jones reckons that Weber can win the championship. 
Well, do you have something to say, Alan? Well, apparently. In between drinks. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I would have put money on the fact that you would have said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he wasn't crashing a road Jaguar. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and Ari Vatanen has continued his assault on Jean Todd. Um, he I think that's that, very unfair. He reckons that uh, Todd's actually uh, been dipping into the uh, FIA funds to uh, promote his campaign. So uh, he says that he, he's, uh, I'll just quote one line. Uh, Ari Vatanen's aggressive outburst against Jean Todd has continued with the Finn accusing his rival of running an FIA-funded presidential campaign. It, it doesn't seem go, very, uh, dirty very, very sanitary that uh, Max Avu would bother to, you know, like actually come out publicly and and sort of endorse Jean To and Jean To Jean Jean Toe Cutter, whatever his name is. <laughs> you know, look, you, you have to go back to Talbot, Talbot, mm. Peugeot Sport, yes, and WRC in Group B days. He was a, he was a great guy. He was. I'm sure he is a lovely, lovely person to go to dinner with. But from as the media portrays him, he appears to be, you know. Um, well, what does he appear to be? A bit like Malcolm Fraser in the south of France with his pants caught then. <laughs> Lost his pants in the laundry. Well, Ari reckons that um, he's just back from Spain and uh, both the big Spanish auto clubs are behind him. Um, the ADAC club of Germany is also behind him and so is the biggest auto club in the world, the AAA, American uh, auto club. And uh, they reckon that they're, they're all going to back uh, Vatterman. So uh, it's going to be an interesting fight, I reckon, that one. I do, uh, I, I do take um, a point from Bogues' conversation with Gary Connolly, who uh, has been the, the probably the, the rally supremo in the last couple of episodes of Auto Action, 1348 and 1349, um, that, uh, who is, incidentally, you know, the, rep the Australian representative um, on behalf of CAMS to the to FIA. And um, he, uh, he, he pointed out quite clearly that Max had very strong connections to high levels of government around the world, and he himself didn't. That was, you know, in light of folks asking a question, do you think you might want to go for the job? He goes, well, yeah. I just, just don't have that. And uh, the connection base, you know, you'd be better off putting Alexander Downer in the, sort of, the role. <laughs> no, seriously, because Alexander Downer is a motorsport guy. True. And, and he has those he connections. He would yep. be a more suitable candidate, and then he really would be. Mm. In fact, why don't we just you now nominate Alexander Downer? Right now. Well, he's up the right. Send the application into the, uh, into the FIA. Um, tell him that he's going to Jean Toe also is highly connected into European governments. And I think that's really where, it, um, where, it, um, where it's all about. You know, satellite governments like ourselves, Japan, America, Indonesia, or Asia, anywhere out of Europe or the UK, would have to be considered as, you know, or South America, a little bit iffy, you know, yeah, like yeah, true. just where once a year sort of events, mm. we don't have much to do with them, but the main part of the year, 
is spent in Europe, and it's a yep. pretty small place, it is. isn't it, JP? It is. It's very, certainly yeah. when you're doing 185 miles per hour. <laughs> in Ferrari, 430 skidarios of 500 GTB Ferrarianos on D-roads with tractors. Isn't it sickening viewers? Sickening viewers. Viewers, this is where you put the two fingers down your throat. <laughs> Shut up. So, yeah, I don't know. It's going to all be very, very crazy, I think, this whole thing. So, right. Moving so, on. What else have you got? Well, there's been... I've got to do a, bit, a little bit of tech, mate, because there's been more tech. Yeah, there there has, has been some tech, you're right. There's been some really interesting tech, tech, tech stuff. Happening. And I think that uh, the tech word on everyone's mouth would be... Twitter. Twitter. That's been hanging around for a while, everyone thinking perhaps the Facebook killer. Yeah, we did an analysis a few episodes ago about where Facebook and Twitter different, different, difference, the difference, where's the difference? I want to... Right. Shut up. Look, we're getting back to roots. <laughs> we are. The dirty roots. You're stuffing up. Yeah, we're definitely back to roots. What are you telling me? Well, there was an attack on Twitter recently. Yeah. And um, the ta- attacker, a Frenchman in his 20s, who had no, you know, malaligned concept of trying to destroy the company simply wanted to show how good he was with security right and how he could show holes in the security and i'm going to summarize the attack because it's actually pretty pertinent good word i knew it scrabble score <laughs> i don't know what the scrabble oh, score is oh, get out of here too hard his name was hacker crawl hacker hacker is that appropriate Kroll. or what that's his name he accessed, what he did was he accessed Gmail for a Twitter employee by using a password recovery feature that sends a reset link to a secondary email. But in this case, the secondary email was an expired Hotmail account. So what he did is he simply re-registered it, clicked the link and reset the password. That means he then owned that Twitter employee's Gmail account. From there, he read emails to guess what the original Gmail password was and successfully reset the password so that the Twitter employee would not even have noticed the account had changed. <laughs> he went on then, Hacker Kroll, and to use the same password to access the employee's Twitter email on Google Apps for their individual domain and got access to a gold mine of sensitive company information from emails and particularly email attachments. Following that, he used the information that he gleaned through the emails, along with additional password guesses and resets to take control of other Twitter employee personal accounts and work emails. In fact, the top management and CEO structure of Twitter. And didn't any of them realise? No. Because because he had gone back and reset the Twitter employee passwords back to what they were so that they never saw there was a password change. Mm. There was no... Right, gotcha. Yeah, coming through. Finally, he used the same username and password combinations and password reset features to access... You're not going to like this, JP. AT&T, Apple's Mobile Me... 
<laughs> Amazon and iTunes, among other services. What's worse, a security hole in iTunes gave HackerCrop access to full credit card information in clear text. Mm. On top of that, he then owned all of Twitter's domain names at GoDaddy. <laughs> so did Twitter still not know anything about this by the time he got that far? At this point, Twitter had absolutely no idea that they had been compromised. Oh, all right, you wouldn't be reading Now, he could have... Well, I wrote a bit down because of some no, shut up. You ruined me. Everyone would be going, he's usually not that coherent. <laughs> That's right. Well, I thought, you know. He did, all he did, all he did was, you know, have an investigative nose yes. for holes. Well, he's, he's a Frenchman. <laughs> he was probably looking for truffles. Actually Swiss. <laughs> oh, right, he was Swiss. slightly Swiss. Hits the holes. Yeah, okay. cheese. Yeah, right. he was That was a cheesy joke. Anyway, the rules. So how did they find him? Come on, well, tell me that. No, they haven't found him. He, oh, he, they still he, haven't found him. He's they disappeared. Know, it's not like they were sending him to jail. But here's what we all do, and we must do in a reverse pattern. That is, change your password regularly. regularly and make them more cryptic. Absolutely. Really, really yeah, do. It's, yeah. it's so vital. It is. I'm nipping up. Nipping up to uh, check on the roast doesn't mean that. <laughs> I was going to say doesn't mean that like a girl in cold weather. Check on the A luscious lady in cold weather. Bit of Ute stuff, up. JP. Yeah, I got a bit of Ute stuff actually. Do you realise that at Sandown next weekend, Kim Jane is going to celebrate his 150th Ute race? Now, a lot of the viewers. He looks about as old. Well, he does, but a lot of the younger viewers won't realise. The pedigree of the man. He's pretty miserable. He is pretty miserable. I mean, he's raced lots of stuff. Production cars, V8 supercars, Bathurst 12-hour, American NASCAR, NASCAR events. And, he, yeah, well, he was the, the Australian NASCAR winner from 1996 to 2000. So, you know, he's no lightweight. And he's not getting any lighter either. <laughs> nice one there. Um, anyway, so he, he got back into the Utes in um, 2000 and uh, I think 2003 or 2004 he started and uh, he was runner-up in 2008 so uh, he's not bad, third place in 2007, not going so well this year but yeah, so congratulations to uh, Kim Jane for that because that is a pretty amazing uh, career. And while we're on the Utes, of course, we mustn't forget. And thanks the fact. for screwing me around, uh, Kimmy, when you uh, when I was doing a great job for you at the V8 Utes. Um, would be inappropriate for me to say anything other than that. Okay, well that's fine. I'm glad you got that. Being off your on chest. board and Absolutely. withholding money. Yeah, yeah. Well, there now, you go. Only for moments. But <laughs> nothing illegally, of course. So then we get back to um, the top ten as we go into the Sandown round. Our old mate Jackie, Jack Ellsgood. Keefe George is still number one, but as you said on last week's show, only by five points. Um, Leighton Cranbrook second, and uh, Chucky Baxter is in third. So uh, I think we're up for a bit of an interesting round. I look, I spoke to Keith the other day, and yep. um, he um, wanted to know if I had any good news. I said, yes, I actually have some good news for you. That, uh, it appears that we will be doing a Classic Adelaide in a two-car team. Yeah, uh, of course. Again, naturally sponsored by Coopers, but uh, with Michael Brock. Oh, that'll be good. Um, that'll be fun. Spoke to Brocky, he went, yep. well, uh, Johnny, I'm at Lords, and I went, 
Michael, I didn't ask you where you were. I just said, do you want to do this? He goes, but I'm at Lord's. And by the way, you're still getting plenty of good publicity because Kathy Jane was all, Kathy Jane Pierce was all over the bloody weekend papers here again. Look, CJP, whoever she is, she yep. gets a bit of, she gets a bit of a tree cut down if she needs to. Perhaps she should think about having a Twitter account. <laughs> Maybe. You know, save a bit of greenery. But uh, so, yeah, of course, uh, the man at Lord's said, uh, we wanted to know about that. No. Um, but yes, what a good idea, Johnny. Let's do a two-car team at uh, CA. Fantastic. Well, that's good. That's something to look forward to. So, oh, by the way, viewers, while we're talking V8Us, just very briefly, um, this Saturday, 25th of July, 1.30pm Eastern Standard Time, all the action from Round 4 at Townsville. So uh, you can catch up with that. What else have you got? Mate, I, I don't know if I mentioned to you that I got a <laughs> We're going lovely cooking book. Cooking now, the, viewers. A, a lovely book sent to me from uh, Lars um, yep. on the, the most beautiful food they have in Denmark, which is schmerbrot. 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 Try it. Try it. Try it. After me. Schmerbrot. Okay, it's yep. basically translated as uh, duck open sandwiches. Uh, their bread over there is actually quite dark bread. Yeah, it is, and it's very thick and heavy too. I'm you not have to a chew fan a lot. No, I'm not a fan of it either, to uh, be but, honest. But somewhere in between, yep. you know, between Helga's, with all its bloody seed factory oh, that it's got. Oh, God, yeah, oh. Helga's with his bird seed. But yeah. have, a go, <laughs> have a look at these dishes. Codro, tomato pickles, and black caviar. That looks oh. pretty good, and I tell you, JP, smoked eel, scrambled eggs, spinach a la creme, and mushrooms. There's that That's look. It looks different. like a bunch of prawns sitting on some French mustard on a schnitty. That's a gar garnished fillet of place. There you go. Nice fish place. Can't get but it over finally, here. the dish of the evening yeah. should be, or the lunch, because it's a luncheon meal, is lunch. red Arborg Arkevit. Basically, you get uh, some, some bit of sourdough bread with some smoked salmon on it, yeah. and some, some salmon tartare, a bit of egg, but a bit of prawns, but a huge to drink half a bottle of Aalberg. What's Aalberg? Oh, it's a very nasty schnapps. Is that right? Yeah, it's an extremely expensive meal. <laughs> well, anything meal, will taste but good you after don't that. Anything. Yeah, that's right. Anything will taste good after that. Anyway, um, I suggest everyone should go and have a look at the website uh, related to this book because. Uh, Ida Davidson in Copenhagen, which I have had uh, the luxury of, of being to a couple of times now, um, is the number one schmearbrod yeah. restaurant in the world. And, in the uh, world? Yeah, and you'll find Danish so royalty like hanging around there. Really? Mary and whatever. Is Roger Moore, I think you told me, were, had eaten there. In fact, I think they've even got a dish after him, haven't they? You know, that's, that's actually quite uh, a prevalent, JP. Prevalent? What dishes named after famous people? That you should uh, mention that. It, no, it wasn't Roger Moore. Wasn't it Roger Moore? But if we have a little bit look back through here, like James Bond. It's uh, uh, here. It's Per Henriksen, the national football goalkeeper. No, it wasn't him. It was him. It was Roger Moore. And he was he what? Egg with dill. <laughs> Come on. There was another one with uh, some. Actress or whatever, I noticed as I was flicking through. Looks good. Like you had your chance and you blew it. Oh no, not again. You're kidding me, aren't you? Was that it? 
Well, no, I've got a few more bits of tech talk, actually. Oh, go on. I mean, if it's your techie, techie night, I mean, it's, techie techie it's one of those techie nights, isn't it? Go techie. Go techie? Well, I'm telling you, if you've got a Blackberry and you've got a Mac, you'll be happy because RIM is now finally readying Blackberry desktop for Mac users. And Mac owners are going to be able to sync with Blackberry devices from September. So they've finally lifted the lid on a forthcoming Mac version of the Blackberry desktop software. And uh, suddenly, Mac users can now do all the same things that the PC users can do with their, with their Blackberry. So um, you can synchronise to your iTunes playlist, calendars, contacts, What's notes, Is that research tasks. in motion or something? Yes, research in motion. But, uh, can't work, yep. What works? Can't, well. And they can use their Mac to back up information from their BlackBerry and vice versa, transfer between. It's basically, RIM has, I suppose you could say, um, made their device more iPhone-like because of the software, which is what it needed. But the <laughs> you've got a, if, if you've got a Mac and you've got a BlackBerry and you want to use this, you better make sure you're up to date with your OS because OS 10 from version 10.5.5 onwards only. And if you go to Research in Motion's website, I haven't got a clue what it is, but it's probably just rim.com, um, I'll just Google it. You can actually sign up and uh, they will notify you when the new BlackBerry software is available. So there you go. Been uh, building a new website, in fact, in WordPress. I think I mentioned a little yeah, bit about WordPress. it last week. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with it. Yeah. yeah, very, very extensible. And um, V8, Chris? Yep. Thanks from V8Central.com, who uh, uh, does, does the show notes. Supposedly. Yep, because we never check. But, you know. And he never finishes them. <laughs> but we love the <laughs> how concept Chris? about yeah, how we promise he's going to do it. And we give him a plug virtually every week and thank him for Absolutely. doing it. So that's all cool. Um, he's, been, he's been doing a little bit of background sort of scratching around in the code, a little bit yeah. higher level than the stuff that I'm I'm okay with. Ooh. But uh, two words. Two words, man. Yeah, well that's right. AU. Very, very useful tool. So WordPress.com go and have a look at that. Good. I think finally I suppose the, the Enduros are almost uh, upon us, are they not? You know, well, we go the VH will be going getting to sand out close typically to the Enduro. Enduro um, uh, location. Enduro uh, location, but no Enduro. Yes, I know, but but having said that, it would make sense, wouldn't it, Chape, yeah. that uh, those that uh, would be going to Sandia would be utilising that event because of their Enduro frame of reference Yes. before they move forward to Phillip Island, a relatively mm. unknown until last year, and then on to the Big Hill. The big, big would Sandown be actually more almost a, 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 a really great test day because surely many of those drivers, many of those teams would want to sit in a car at Sandown and drive the car like it was their traditional in Bathurst. Um, yep. Pre, yeah. Yeah. So. So what are you trying to say? That well, I'm saying that, that I think... Now that we've got Philip Highlanders and there's, there's so many. I'm saying that there's, there's so much data associated with Sandown. And whilst it's a sprint event, a sprint event I'm, I'm sure that the... the like they could all pull forward two drivers. In, uh, use the event in, in, in a certain you know, qualifying or practice session just to do a little bit of benchmarking in their enduro spec against other years. 
Oh, yeah, well, that's because it'll be all very hidden, won't it? No one will know, thinking it's a sprinkling. Now, I can see what you're saying there. Now, while I think about it, think about it, because it's just sort of popped up again, what's this mystery virus with Casey Stone? (laughs) Well, it's not swine flu. Well, no, no, it's not, but it's all very, um, it's all very weird and funny, isn't it? They They reckon he's got some sort of, something like anemia or, or some blood problem that, that's what, what I have heard. Well I really um, hope that it's not, not going to be anything life threatening because it, it's, it's just, it, it's very sad to hear this. I mean we, we have to go back to think of poor Richard Burns in the World Rally Championship. I true. mean like, it's just so sad to see someone, you know, someone's demise through medical um, conditions. I, I, I just hope it's just, you know, just Doctors being doctors and as yeah, usual yeah, fumbling so. and not getting anything right. Yeah, because well, I mean they keep talking about this bloody Epstein-Barr virus, which apparently there's no known cure for other than lots of rest. I mean, if it gets any worse or, or it doesn't get any better, um, you could theoretically see him maybe take a year off. I don't know, and that'd be terrible for him. Well, it would so be terrible for him. We wish it would him all be the very best hard for him to come back exactly to the same level of, of where he is, but. Uh, yeah, and uh, someone I know quite well who has um, uh, a very, very uh, heavy level, heavy supporter, level, heavy level supporter of oh, high level Valentino. supporter. Heavy. Of. No, he's he- she's heavy. <laughs> heavy <laughs> level supporter heavy. of Valentino Rossi. Well, and I said, you. and I said, well, 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 what happened to to to, to um, Stone? And she, oh, well, he got sick again, didn't he, with his mystery virus? I went. What, what, the, the, the tendonitis? Oh no, this is another one. And she, I feel she trivialised it yeah, to the point good. of an, annoying me. And he still has got problems apparently with that wrist, talking about the tendonitis. And um, Cause they reckon that he's got a, another issue with, with his arm as well. So, uh, so he's not going too well, the old Casey. That's a bit of a shame. The I young reckon. Casey. Yeah, all right. The young old Casey. Well, we'll be following Casey's case. We will. And, indeed, uh, indeed. I suppose we'll come back to the viewers next week with we uh, more oh I've got a bit of barbecue I needed to talk oh. about right at the end just quick, to finish quick, off quick, 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 quick. viewers it was I, I went to a friend's place on the weekend and I have to say something about sausages oh. I've been meaning oh. to carry on about this oh. for ages oh. Oh. Yeah. No, yeah. nothing to do with the dogs and their ears didn't even prick up um, she's dead <laughs> you know when you go to these sausage sizzles or you go to a mate's place and they throw the snags on and the heat's up really high and they stab them and and they stab them big pricks and then you basically you get the bloody thing after it's been on the grill for 10 minutes it's dried out like sawdust it's burnt around the outside the middle's still all soft and raw terrible you don't need to prick them you can't do that you you don't need to prick them you cook them on a low heat and you keep continually turning them you don't want them bent Sausages are made to be straight. They're not made. Bananas are made to be bent. Sausages are made to be Where straight. Where did the, uh, the great turning of sausages slowly. come from? Because in the old days, when they were made with fatty lumps, fatty lumps, and lots of um, and, and real intestine skin to hold them together, they used to basically burst when they got too hot. But if you cook them slow and you don't let them get to that stage, you. To, to do a good sausage, I reckon, that's still browned on the outside without being burnt, you're looking at a good 20 to 25 minute exercise, turning all the time. So viewers, do yourself a favour when you're cooking your sausages, and do them that way. Don't give them all the stabbing and the high heat. 
Best sausage you'll find is at rustysausage.com viewers and on that note. It's good night from me. <laughs> and it's good night from him. Yeah. Just to quote the two runners. Good night viewers. Perfect, Johnny.